Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz, kicking off the 2021 NFL season with a win edition. And I am fired up as the Seahawks got an emphatic 28-16 win in Indianapolis on Sunday afternoon. The Seahawks getting the season started off right. And we got to hear from a number of Seahawks stars after the game, including DK Metcalf, who talked about what it was like finally having offensive coordinator Shane Waldron on the sideline for a real game. One thing about Shane that I like is I've never seen him mad. Uh, he's always level-headed, cool-headed, and, you know, very encouraging. So, I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, great on game day. Uh, and the way he communicates on the sideline is always, you know, positive, just like Russ. So, I mean, they're the, they're the perfect match for each other. Metcalf was quiet for a good portion of the first half, apart from getting a taunting penalty early on in the game after the Seahawks scored their first touchdown. But he ultimately ended up with four catches and 60 yards, as well as a touchdown that came in the fourth quarter and helped seal the victory for Seattle. Here's Steve Rabel's call of the score on 710 ESPN Seattle. Russell from the shotgun again, takes a quick snap, pump fakes, looks, fires inside, reaching up, making the catch, Metcalf, touchdown, Seahawks on a slant route inside, man-to-man, you cannot cover DK Metcalf. He scores from 15 yards out. The Seahawks increase their lead to 27 to 10. DK talked about how that touchdown was a product of their work in the offseason and during practice leading up to the game. It was a regular scene ball, uh, you know, that we worked on uh, back in San Diego and, you know, worked on it uh, all during the weekend. You know, just played out uh, perfect. If you were following along before the game, the Seahawks social media gave us a preview of Metcalf's stylish locks ahead of the game. And you certainly saw it with the shots of him on the sideline. Here's what DK had to say about why he decided to dye his hair blue. So there's going to be highs and lows to a season. Just stay cool-headed. While DK saw most of his receiving action in the second half, it was Tyler Lockett exploding for a two-moonball touchdown performance in the first half. Here's Steve Rabel on the call for Lockett's first touchdown. Look like they're playing single coverage outside. Russell looking for the snap. He gets it. Here comes the blitz. Russ going to let it fly down the middle of the field. Lockett is there. He's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. Tyler Lockett, we love you, baby. Looks back over his shoulder and finds a beautiful rainbow pass from Russell Wilson against the blitz. A 23-yard touchdown strike, and the Seahawks go on top 6-3. And Tyler did an outstanding job trying to track that ball down in the air. The only one who could come up with it in the back of the end zone makes the catch. The guy just does not drop the ball when it's thrown in the end zone. After the game, Tyler talked about what he saw on that particular catch. Just being able to go back to the play, um, nickel blitzed um, outside of me. So we knew that it was kind of pressure that was coming. I tried to be able to kind of see who was going to be the one that was going to be guarding me, try to get myself in position. And then after that, it was just trying to figure out where the throw was going to be at. And just the way that Russ threw the ball, I was able to adjust to it. And luckily, I was the only one that was able to and the DB had no chance. And then his second touchdown, probably one of those moments where the, the get off the couch moments, right? Chris Carson's run for 33 yards. That was one of those get off the couch moments running up the gut on third down, getting the first down, and a whole lot more. Well, it was Tyler Lockett, and it was coming after a holding call had moved the Seahawks back. Russell Wilson unleashes a deep throw down the middle of the field, and it's Tyler Lockett coming up with the 69-yard touchdown reception. 
Second down and 20. Russ steps up in the pocket, and he's going to let fly deep downfield. Got a man open, lock it. 10-5, stumbles. He's in. Touchdown, Seahawks. On a second down and 20 after a sack, Russell Wilson rears back and lets it fly. 69-yard touchdown. Tyler Lockett, his second score of the day. Holy catfish. This offense is explosive. <laughs> that was a great throw. Um, you know, he put it right there on the money. Um, even when I was out there, I said he threw a dime. You know, that was a a, pr- a pretty ball. <laughs> Being able to run and look under it, but you, at the same time, you're like, can you drop? Can you drop? Like, because you don't know where the defender is. You just kind of feel him based off of how you're running. But it was a great throw. Um, even before that, you know, we had that we had got that sack. Um, and before that, we had got a penalty. And I think the biggest thing was we caught him slipping. And, you know, some teams would just be like, you know what, we'll get the ball back at halftime. Let's just be able to just take a knee, get what we got to get and go go to the half. And unfortunately, that's not what we're about. And so we took advantage. We trusted Russ. We trusted the coaches and it put us in a great position. After the game, Tyler talked about how he thought the Seahawks were able to get a foothold in the game offensively. We did a great job being able to move the ball, especially those first two drives. I think we scored on those first two drives. And, you know, then we finally got a drive where we we weren't able to to get it. But it was third and three, you know, third and five. So you didn't really see too many of those third and tens, third and twelves. And that's the stuff that used to hurt us a long time ago. And so being able to have that, we didn't have as many penalties that shot us in the foot. You know, usually that's, that's what happens. We, we have penalties over and over. But. We were able to overcome the penalties that we did have. We were able to look really good and and get comfortable when we were out there as an offense. You know, I think that was a big third down Russell had um, on the first drive. If we went three and out, we're still trying to figure out how to be able to get, you know, ourselves into the game. They just held the ball for almost 10 minutes. And so being able to get that first down allowed us to continue to get the feel of the game, continue to get the drive. And then after that, we was able to get clicking. All right, we've waited this long for the final star on offense, Russell Wilson. We're going to move over to Jamal Adams and Pete Carroll and talk about the defense, that sort of thing. But Wilson, Wilson talked about what he saw when Lockett made each of those deep touchdown catches. Just how 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 good the protection was and how solid they were, and I was able to drop back and hold the defense and and kind of move and slide and kind of look away and, and kind of do, do my thing there and just let Tyler run underneath of it. You know, um, like I, I, like I said, I think he's. You know, I said this outside, but he's kind of like a Willie Mays out there, man. He can run anything down. Maybe he's like, maybe he's like Griffey. I don't know, he, Seattle thing, but uh, he he can really find the ball, track the ball really well. Um, and that's that's one of the things he does best. With regard to the offense, it it did slow down a little bit in the third quarter. Neither team able to move the ball particularly well. But for week one, every Seahawks fan and player should be extremely satisfied with what the offense did on Sunday. Here's what Wilson had to say about their potential as a unit. We're, we're equipped to do a lot of different things. And I think, um, I think Shane's world and, and, and also kind of where we're continually evolving what we want to be able to do and all the pieces that we have and all the guys that we have. It's really cool because I think that um, obviously we can take our shots. We can do the mid-range game. We can do the quick game. We can run the ball extremely well. We can mix it up. We can get on the edge. And there's really nothing we can't do. So I think that what we have to do is we, if we can continue on the details, you know, I think that, like I told you guys earlier in the year, I mean, we could be one of the best offenses, if not the best in, the, in football. And so that's our mission. That's our goal. But more than anything else, the, the number one mission is to win every week. And so, um, you know, to be able to come, up, come out year 10, 
uh, for, for me personally, but then also too, for our team to get back on track and to feel great about it and know, know that we're going against a great playoff defense and play the way we did was really special. And, and the great thing is there's still some things we can do better. Coming up after the break, I'm going to be flipping over to the defensive side of the ball, covering some of the top statistical performances of the day. We also unfortunately saw some injuries on Sunday. Pete Carroll's going to give us an update on those players as well. Coming up next. Flipping over to the defensive side of the ball. Man, what a contrast compared to the Seahawks defense to start the 2020 season. Holding the Colts to just 10 points going into the fourth quarter. Ultimately, they get that touchdown late. Only 16 points by this defense. Let's hear from Jamal Adams on what he thought about the defense's performance on Sunday. You know, we we came out uh, with a lot of energy. Obviously, you know, uh, you know, getting those stops on fourth down uh, really gave us a lot of juice. But, um, you know, we definitely can be better. You know, uh, this is one game. Um, at the end of the day, um, you know, we're not going to get too high. We're not going to get too low. Uh, we understand it is a win, but um, the ultimate goal is at the end. We're going to celebrate at the end. So uh, we're just going to, you know, uh, watch the film, get better, correct the, correct the mistakes, um, and get ready for Tennessee. And when you think about that contrast of last season and this season, it's the pass rush. And one of the things that really stood out defensively on Sunday was the ability of that defensive line to get to Carson Wentz consistently, even when only bringing four guys. In fact, we got to see Daryl Taylor, Seahawks' second-round pick back in 2020, come up with his first NFL sack. Wentz from the shotgun, has a slot near side, takes the snap, has a second, looks, gets hit, goes down! Ball's going to go back over to the Seahawks. Daryl Taylor comes in from the right side of the offense, fights right through his man. Wentz never saw him. He got hit and decked. And another sack for the Seahawks. That's three on the game and couldn't come at a better time. I, I thought we felt our pass rush much more than, than we have uh, like early this, you know, early in, in last season, much more like it, we finished the year. Um, the back end, though, definitely knocked down a couple different route concepts that allowed us to get to him. And, and the rush was, was really consistent and persistent. And, and, uh, and it worked together really well. So I, it's a good start for us, really good start. While we saw a lot of action from the edge rushers on Sunday, Carroll also pointed out some of the great performances by the Seahawks' interior defensive linemen. Monet did a great job today. I, I heard that he had five tackles and he had a tackle for loss, and he was causing problems the whole time. Uh, Bobby had 13 tackles, but we kind of expect Bobby to have 13 tackles. But, uh, but for, for Brian to, to have a game like that, uh, get us started. And I know I, Al played well, too. You know, he, he, Those two big guys did a great job. So that's great for, for, for Brian, though. And man, I, I feel like we're leaving guys out. Quandre Diggs, you got Jordan Brooks, who had an outstanding game. Bobby Wagner, who led the team in tackles. We'll, we'll get to the stats later, but I just, I couldn't go without mentioning those guys on defense before we move on, because we do have some injury updates. Here's what Coach Carroll had to say about the team's two pennies, Hart and Rashad, both of whom went down due to injury against the Colts. The pennies got nicked today. Uh, um, Rashad calf tightened up a little bit and uh, so we just decided you know, so early this is keep him out of there we have a couple guys three guys you know that could play uh, past Chris so that was alright and we so we kept him out um, Penny Hart uh, had a, a concussion of concern so um, we had to keep him out and uh, and he also had a concussion 
alert, you know, so we, we don't know how serious those are until we really get some time on it, but uh, enough that we need to keep them out. Pete repeated himself a little bit there. D. Eskridge also came out of the game with a potential concussion, so maybe that's why he used a couple different terms related to concussions there. But in other injury news, we also saw Ethan Posick go out with a sprained knee. But despite my hesitation about the reports of Kyle Fuller being the Seahawks starter at center, he may be the guy that we ultimately saw the best performance from in this game. Going to have to go back, watch the tape, watch the film. Lot to check out there, but maybe it won't matter depending on how Posick is able to bounce back from that knee injury. Taking a look at the stats for the Seahawks' top performers on Sunday, Russell Wilson was 18 of 23, 254 yards, four touchdowns. This was Russell Wilson's 11th time in his career throwing for more than four touchdown passes with zero interceptions in a game in his career. It's an NFL record for the most of these games through a player's first 10 seasons in the league. And Pro Football Reference pointed out that there are only six names, only six guys ahead of him for their career. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, and then Russell just one behind both Brett Favre and Ben Roethlisberger. So with his next four touchdown, zero interception game, he'll go into a tie with those two players. And then you only got four Hall of Fame names ahead of him. So yet another impressive and efficient performance from our quarterback. Tyler Lockett had four catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns. DK Metcalf, four catches, 60 yards, and the last touchdown of the game. Tight ends Will Disley and Gerald Everett combined for 57 yards on five catches. Everett had a touchdown. Will Disley had that stiff arm where he drove the guy into the ground. One of my favorite highlights from the day, Chris Carson. He led the Seahawks with 16 carries, 91 yards. He did have a fumble. I'm not putting that one on Chris, though. That was an excellent punch out by Darius Leonard. And I think it was somebody that pointed out Darius Leonard. There there were four Seahawks players that had more tackles than the all-pro linebacker Darius Leonard in this game. Bobby Wagner had 13. Jordan Brooks had 11. Quandre Diggs, who I mentioned before, all over the field, had nine tackles. And then Jamal with six. So, yes, four guys beating out the Colts' defensive all-pro. We talked a little bit about sacks before earlier. Mentioned the one from Daryl Taylor. Rasheem Green also had a sack. And Benson Mayoa had a sack as well. Rasheem Green all over the field. He had a, a pass batted down. I felt like he was in the backfield a lot. A really good week one performance from Rasheem Green. Maybe we're going to get into this more with Clinton Bonner on three in, three out coming up because, you know, we like to look at the nooks and crannies, kind of gloss over some of those star performances. So we're probably not going to be talking a whole lot about DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson. We want to focus on some of those players that don't normally have the spotlight on them. So if you have particular plays in mind, use the hashtag 3I3O, tag Clinton Bonner at Clinton Bon on Twitter. And you can look for that in your field goals podcast feed on Tuesday morning. That's the plan. We'll hope to have it for you there soon. A big thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. Follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. And be sure you're following along at fieldgoals.com. Lots of articles reacting to the game on Sunday. And we are going to have a lot more news for you all throughout the week leading up to the Seahawks' first home game of the season at Lumen Field against the Tennessee Titans, who fell in week one to the Arizona Cardinals. 
So look for previews about that throughout the week as well. And until next time, go Hawks. <laughs>